It's your guy Uncensored, giving you the best footballing lesson outside of a Ronaldo step over. Before we start, be sure to subscribe, follow us on Instagram and Twitter so you don't miss out on all our content. Join the conversation, use the hashtag Momentum. Alright guys, we're back again. Another adventure, another week, another, well, instant patch week I should say. And um, we're back on the, in this environment ready to talk and discuss football as usual. Um, we've got our guests, Nate from the North Bank. Greens, 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 greens. And we've got Del from Paxton Road. Evening. And officially, you you got your new stadium, so one of if if you still be at the same end, Paxton Road or whatever the, the stand you're going to be in is called. But I guess you're happy because of that. Indeed, indeed. Okay, okay. I'm sure we'll have, we'll have a discussion about what it what it sounds like and what it's like to win or lose at the, at the new stadium. I'm sure that will come up. Um, pro, pro, yeah, you can guarantee it. All right. Well, let's start off with, um, with well, the English clubs in the Champions League. Um, sorry, Nate, you have to take a back seat for, for a second on this one. It's not a problem. I'm used to it. I'm used to it. Okay. Hopefully not for long. <laughs> hopefully not for long. You'll be back up there with a the big voice. You never know. Um, but last week we saw a complete dominance from the European English sides. All four English clubs are in the next round. They all fought, uh, well, two of them got, um, who they play, uh, Man City are playing Tottenham. You've got Manchester United versus Barcelona. And you've got Liverpool versus the infamous Porto. Now, I looked at it and thought, okay, this is, is coming to a part where you've got four English clubs in the last eight. And you've got, you've got a good chance of one, um, club at least get into the semi-finals if not there is a possibility of having an English final as as extreme as it may be but it's there but then up pops um, I, I, well sorry let me go back a step so then I thought wow this could be a, a, a season of um, of European dom- uh, dominance for English clubs it could next season I can't see it being any different I mean the strong teams in the Premier League are to me as strong as everybody else in the in the European football, apart from say Barcelona, who've still got Messi, who can do his thing. Juventus, uh, I'm not too sure, but they still got know-how. And then you've got well, you had Real Madrid, but they had fallen away in the wayside. But what are they going to do? They bring back Zizi, and I went, wow, okay. But what does this mean for English clubs? Because he's not coming back to to just you know, um, fill, fill the numbers in. He's coming back to come back and take his crown, allegedly. But he needs an overhaul. So, does this mean that Real Madrid are going to be back in and amongst it with, the, with being the top club in Europe? Or have they missed their chance and it's a European dominance era waiting to happen for the English clubs? So, who wants to go first on this one? They'll go first as he's he's been used to his Champions League kind of stuff. Oh, only only <laughs> only in recent times, only in recent times. Uh, the feast might turn into a famine anytime soon. Um, what does it? What his return to Real Madrid? What does it mean? And yes. at this moment, is it, is it, at this moment in time, it means nada. It, it means nothing. He's he's there. He's. I'm sure he's going to say some nonsense like he's assessing his squad or whatever. But Real Madrid always knew they needed to uh, 
reinvest, invest. I don't know if it's reinvest or invest in their in in their squad. Uh, uh, they're gonna look. They have no uh, Galactico, uh, and they're gonna need to find one. Uh, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna get one. It's just a question of which one. That's why. It's, that's why it was easy at this moment in time. I think because they're gonna go big, and they went to players, and it's just like, well, what did you think of? Um, oh, what's that guy's name again? Mourinho, and they went, no thanks. What about Zidane? Oh yeah, love to play for him, and he's the name that players would of the generation that they need would know and they would go to. I don't think it makes that much of a difference for English clubs other than Man City. Nobody's really going to compete with um, Real Madrid uh, for players because so they're going to be shopping at different supermarkets. Yeah. Granted, they will be shopping at different supermarkets. But I would say that if in the top six, I think... No. I think Chelsea. Chelsea. it's not going to mean anything. Let's let's be brutal now. Uh, under Zidane, uh, they got beaten by Tottenham at, at Wembley. Under Zidane, they they had been trounced by Barcelona. People are forgetting that uh, home and away. It's not going to mean a lot now. It's more what he does in the transfer window. Well, that's what I was getting to. But that's the, the club. That's the club, not Zidane. I just think Zidane. Well, it's, it's him. You, you could say it's not a club, but it's him in charge. It's him. It's him. He, he's a he's a figurehead. He's the driver. He might not yeah. be pulling the strings, but who cares? He's the no one cares but... about the lie when the truth is more. No one cares about the truth when the lie is more entertaining. He, he's not a lie. He's the draw that players of that generation that they need. Yeah, he's the draw. He's just, yeah, and so he's managed. So saying he's not the one who's in control of it doesn't matter. No, because no he's not the one who's got to come up with two hundred and fifty million to get Mbappe. No one cares. Everyone's gonna believe it's Zidane regardless. No one cares. Okay, you say that they're gonna believe it's for Zidane. I don't think. I don't think it changes anything for English clubs in terms of what they are going to do. I think English clubs, depending, okay, depending, because the the big spenders may not be Real Madrid next season. It could be. Um, Bayern Munich. It could be PSG again. It could. Okay, let me put this. This. You've got. You've got. You've got. You've got Real Madrid. He's coming, knowing that he can easily say to them, "Well, I need a bunch of players, and I'm not coming back unless I get a bunch of players." Where am I going to go shopping for players? I've got an idea. I want De Gea at Man United. I want Ericsson at Tottenham. I want. Um, um, Hazard at Chelsea, yeah, and I want Mane at Liverpool. Yep. That's possibly that's possibly the top players in each of those clubs been uh, taken out. So you can't say it's not going to do nothing for the English clubs. Uh, not really. You you're assuming that they're just going to land day one and become a team. Like Zidane's never no, no, no. a team together. Yes, but that's going to affect the English clubs in that they've taken their best players out of their team. Uh, they've got to face no, it. Other people are in love with uh, De Gea. I'm not that person. Great goalkeeper as he is. Good seasons as he's had in terms of player of the season and all that kind of stuff. I'm sorry, but I don't see him as irreplaceable. He's not uh, 
he's not that Peter Schmeichel that you are more improved to win the league than not with him in the team yet. So if he goes, he goes. They'll replace him with Courtois or something. I'm not oversold. I really am it. Uh, Ericsson, replaceable again. Uh, who's the other player you mentioned? You mentioned somebody else. Marnie. Marnie, that would be a difficult one for Liverpool to replace Light for Light. Uh, he would be a little bit of a Suarez because he gives him more in terms of energy around the pitch. Him and Firmino would be the two. Salome can replace any day of the week. But Firmino... Yeah, and, the, and, the, and the last one being Hazard. Yeah. Um, to be fair, they've been, they've been sweating that asset for the last two seasons. Uh, time to change up. How they change up if their transfer transfer ban is still held? Well, they well we've spoken about this, but they're going to be banned for the summer anyway. So yeah, but they're not going to be But no one cares how they solve it. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, but... If he goes, if he goes to Real Madrid, he's going to have to adapt. He's not going to be the hazard of the Premiership. How is that going to affect Chelsea? They may not even be in the Champions League. Okay, 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 Nate. So he, um, they were saying that basically Hazard goes to um, Real Madrid and he's going to have to adapt, right? Now, I'm under the opinion that he may hit the ground running like a one Cristiano Ronaldo went, did when he went to, to the Spanish yeah, he, may, he may do. Oh, he, God, there's more chance of me putting on a kit and playing uh, at the new Tottenham Stadium. Come on. I've, I've seen your legs, mate. You've got no chance. <laughs> exactly. And he's got no chance of being the next Cristiano Ronaldo from day one. He hasn't. We don't know that until it happens. No, look at Cristiano Ronaldo's stats. He's got no hope of being the next Cristiano Ronaldo. None. That's not his game. He, he he's not has a top scorer. Put himself in that position to either succeed or fail. Not gonna yeah, happen. Okay. Sorry, sorry, Nate, I'm jumping on your time. Sorry. I'm jumping on your time. Sorry. No problem. No problem. I don't know what the question was. Do I think Zizi is going to affect the English teams? I don't think so. I think, while I think it'll be good for Real Madrid as a club, and I think him going back is similar to the Shokshai effect of Man United, like he'll bring that club back together. And I think that's what Real Madrid has been lacking since he left at the end of last summer and also the fact that when Ronaldo left. So I think that he's kind of brought stability to the club. Mm. Yes, I think he probably will go and have to spend money and they probably will try to have to go and get Galacticos. But I don't think that I don't think it necessarily affects any of us, if that makes sense. I feel what he needs to do is he needs to try and make Real Madrid effective in their league. It's very much we saying, okay, yeah, they can go win another Champions League. They could win another Champions League. They won three Champions Leagues in a row. Yeah, so that was like, yeah, they're the best team in Europe, but you're not even the best team in Spain. And yeah. I think at some point, the, the Real Madrid fans want to be the best team in Spain. Like, the Champions League is a cup competition, and sometimes you get the luck of the draw. If, for example, God forbid, but if Manchester United win the Champions League this season, for example... It's just because it's a cup competition. It's not because Shulkshire is tactically the best manager in the competition. So, and I feel that's kind of where it is with that whole thing. I feel for Real Madrid, they need to be the best team in Spain. And I believe that's what he has to concentrate on. 
Him winning the Champions League again means nothing. He's just going to be a manager that's won it four year, four times in a row or four yeah. times in general. Yeah. And that's where it is for me. So that's for me. He that's his main focus right now is the bread and butter of that league. Okay, but okay, but again, back to my point. So if he does, he goes in there. He wants to be the best team in Spain, but he's been given a war chest that we've never seen before. Because if anyone doesn't remember, Real Madrid haven't spent a penny in the last two transfer windows to the, into their levels of buying Galacticos. They haven't bought one since um, who was the last one they bought? Was that Bale? It might have been no. Sorry, I think it might have been Bale. Was the last one Galacticos they actually bought that was meant to be? Money, yeah on that kind of grand scale and they would traditionally were buying those players year after year what every year for the last five years before that so if they're given a war chest to, to go uh, and spend to his delight and he picks off four of the best um players in the chat in the premier league how's that not going to affect the premier league we've really spoken about how we, we don't have because no, but all they would do is just go and replace them. They'd go and re- the French teams would just go and replace it. You gotta remember, if you if a man's coming to spend top dollar, yeah, in the same way when you look at it, if you look at Coutinho, for example, yeah, Barcelona bought Coutinho for 108 million or whatever they spent on him. All Liverpool went and did is just replace him and go and spend that money on someone else. It's gone are the days where a man's gonna come to your club, take take your assets out of your club, leave you with nothing, and you're just gonna sit there. You're mm. just going to replace it. So, for example, all you do is that merry-go-round. So, for example, they buy Hazard, or okay, no, maybe not Chelsea, because Chelsea can't buy no one. But say, say you, for example, you did buy a Mo Salah, for example. All Liverpool do is get their top dollar, and they go and buy someone else's striker. Do you know what I mean? And that's just that's how transfers work in that gym. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I remember oh, last you go. Or in Chelsea's case, Hudson Odoi steps up to the plate, and he comes good. Then there's your there's your there's, there's one of your next superstars. Well, then you just, as North Bank says, you just replace. Like you're not going to sit there and go, oh, you know, what what do I do? Oh God, I've got 150 million in the bank. Let me just sit and watch my money. Nobody does that anymore. No, no, That's no. going to go on somebody else. Yeah, yeah, it will go on somebody else. And the one, almost the one good thing. No, it's not a good thing. But the thing about the Premier League brand is that it's not dependent on one single player. It's not it's, a player or a team. It's, that's, a, that's what I was gonna, just about to say. It's not a player or a team. It's about... Uh, uh, it's, a, it's a little bit about the supporters, but it's mainly about the teams going toe-to-toe and who's going to win it. So it's not really going to... Zidane turning up at uh, Real Madrid is not really going to affect the Premiership that much. It's it's like when Pep went to uh, Bayern Munich. Did anybody care? Yeah, it's slightly different. Slightly different. Slightly different. <laughs> Not really. He only won their league, okay. but for another Dortmund collapse. So, okay, you you guys have both said okay, they'll just replace, right? And it's easier said than done. That everyone's saying, "Oh, you just replace," or you give chances to youth players. If they don't step up the plate and they don't work out. Like Coutinho has not worked out in in at Barcelona, but in, in more recent times where you know where Spurs sold um, Bale for eighty eight million pounds, bought five other players, they've had one out of five that actually stuck. I'm not, so, I'm not understanding your argument. What you're saying is five players are going to go to Real Madrid and it'll work out. Their replacements are going to come to the Premier League and bomb. 
How does that work? No, I didn't. I'm not. I'm not so much concerned with Real Madrid being a success. I'm talking about their effect that they're pulling talent from the Premier League. I think. I think the the talent what they're potentially going to go for is talent that those clubs potentially would have. They would know they run the risk of potential losing. If losing, for example, if you look at someone like Hazard, Chelsea have known for years that Hazard might go at any season. So they have to have some form of contingency in place to cope with that if it does so happen. Mm. And I believe that, I, I think the clubs are astute enough to say, well, look, we know that Real Madrid are coming in. We might, we know that Zidane has been flirting with this club for years and years. Oh, not Zidane. Hazard has been flirting with this club for a little while now. He's talked about it. it's his dream, blah, blah, blah. Every season we've promised him the world. He stayed. We've given him an extra couple of grand. Whatever the case may be. At some point, we know it's not going to happen. And if he goes, we say, okay, well, look, what do we do to replace him? Or think, do we I, need to replace him? I think your argument would hold more weight if they took the unsung heroes as well. So they didn't just come up and turn up and take Hazard, but they took Kante. They didn't just turn up at Liverpool and take Salah. They took Salah Firmino. They didn't just turn up at Manchester United and take Pogba. They took they take Pogba and Rashford. If they did something like that, that would have more of an effect on the Premier League. But to take those five that you just mentioned, I don't think it will. Okay. Okay. And also, on a side note, you didn't mention that they would take any Arsenal or Tottenham players. So from my point of view, I couldn't care less. <laughs> I did, I did that. If, if it makes, I, no, no, what I mean Ericsson. is, oh, Ericsson. 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 We, we know Ericsson's not even signed the contract. So I feel Spurs have kind of sold that ship already. But what I mean is, if, if it makes a Premier League weaker and makes us stronger, then I'm all for it. So, Dan, do your thing. <laughs> Fair enough. So, okay, to conclude, we have the opinion that, you know, Real Madrid's um, signing of uh, Zidane Zidane is not going to affect the Premier League in a detrimental way. They may take one or two players, um, but they're just going to buy it and replace them. I'm of a different opinion. I think that they're going to they're going to plunder, they could plunder one team and actually that team will suffer badly, but more importantly the brand of the Premier League will suffer as we lose talent. And I'm, There is a lack of actual real talent. From the time you've got Chelsea fans screaming for youngsters to be played that they've never screamed before in their life shows a lack of world talent out there and the, if you, it's only so long you can keep going to the well and eventually you're going to end up you know like athletics after Usain Bolt with no one really to watch and it's like okay what do we do now and it, and there's a bit of a lull moment until somebody else pops up from the from the ashes and takes over I think so, your eyes are on the wrong team I think uh, you want to look. You want to be on the lookout for Paris Saint Germain because that's where Real Madrid are going to raid most in terms of world great player, and then they're going to have to fill that void, which they might look to do in the Premier League. I think that's may that may happen, which may then weaken the Premier League, but not Real Madrid on its own. <clears throat> okay, well. Let's leave that as a, as a one to keep an eye on and we'll see what happens come summertime. Moving on swiftly to a subject that, you know, has um, opened my eyes a little bit to the game 
that we obviously do enjoy. Um, so recently we had, um, oh, no, no, let me just say it. We had three words for you. West Bromwich Albion. They were fourth in the championship. Doom, as well as can be, they're not going to be in the top two. It's, it looks like it's going to be Norwich and Leeds. They seem to be the best two teams in that league. But they're still, the playoffs is definitely there. And they're as good as anybody else in the playoffs. If you can put a hat over about eight teams who could win the playoffs from the, from the, from their position now. Um, and they decided to sack the manager. Now, the manager is Darren Moore. He's a former player. He's one of their cult heroes, a legend for some um, West Bromwich Albion fans. He wasn't very gifted as a player, but he was a wholehearted 100%er, gave it everything, as much as his talent could take him and further. And yeah, they sacked him on the basis of, I don't really understand why they sacked him. Fourth in the league, there's nothing really going wrong. I just believe that it got to a stage where they never really wanted to give him the job, but gave him the job on the basis of he wouldn't last. He's not very good. He's never managed anybody before. And he made them second him harder and harder and harder. When he was in the Premier League, he won four of his last six games, I believe, beating the likes of Tottenham and somebody else. Um, sorry to bring that up, Dale. But beat Tottenham. He, he won more games than they expected. So they thought, OK, We'll see how he gets on in the, in the in the championship. And as I said, he's fourth. He's not looking like he's not going to be in the playoffs. So now they're like, how do we get rid of this guy? Because we didn't really want him, but he's he's not performing bad enough for warrant a second. So they made up some lame excuse, sacked him. And I question whether they would have done that if he was not a black male. And I, and I don't really use the race card a lot or say the race card or this, this is a racial issue, but there obviously is at some point because th- there's no reason to sack this man at all. If he's been sacked, what chances has anyone got of, of staying in their job? So, I don't know. How do you guys feel about this? Nate, show, show, shine some of that Arsenal light on this. What do you reckon? Um... There, yeah, I agree with um, a lot of your points you made in the sense of necessarily, I don't necessarily know if he, if deep down they believed he was going to be the manager that was going to take them forward. If I'm right, he came on as a kind of caretaker job after they sacked Pardew and he was just there to kind of steady the ship. And he did a good job. And I, can't, I think towards the end of the season, he almost got them up. I think if it was a couple more games, he probably would have kept West Brom in the Premier League. They said, OK, cool. Yeah, we can't not give you the job because of... Similar to, I guess, how I keep him going back to the Sokes, I think. But similar to that, where everyone's like, no, you need to give him a job. It's that kind of similar thing where you're like, that wasn't necessarily what he was going to do, but he's kind of got the fans on his back, his side at the moment. Like, it'd be out of order to not give him a job. He then gave him a job. Um, they're not necessarily performing badly in the, with the championship, and I think what it comes back down to, it comes back down to, I guess, people's expectations. West Brom fans or West Brom as a club will tell you that they expect West Brom to bounce straight back up, and they expect them to have been top of the league. They've got the best team, they've got the best resources, blah de blah de blah. 
I feel a lot of them are slightly delusional. I don't think the championship has ever been that easy that you come back down and you go straight back up, like as a given. Also, I don't think they realise how good the championship is. And I think so when they're saying those kind of words, because that's what they that's their excuse. Yeah, we didn't sack him because it's a race thing. We sacked him because we believe we should come automatically straight back up. He hasn't necessarily done a bad job. I think him being fourth in the league, they're still going to get playoffs. They still, I mean, it's still we're still on a positive trajectory. Yes, they did. They you could say, oh, they they acted in a way where they thought if we don't do it now, we're not sure if we're going to stay in the playoffs. Again, these are kind of terminologies that they've been using. Which to me personally is a bit sounds a bit like bullshit. Um, do I think as a club West Brom are racist? I'm not going. No one's ever going. No one's ever throwing that at West Brom as a club or any of those kind of things. We know that West Brom's history. They were one of the first clubs to have a lot of black players. Oh all wait, wait, wait. Kind of hold on, hold on, mate. You, we, I'm not. You can't really call a club. No, racist no, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But, no, no, no. no, no, no I'm not, I know you're not, but I can definitely call their their owners out. Huh? I could definitely oh, no, say that yeah, the owners, but what, the what, no, owners no, what, what I'm saying is that the okay. So, for example, over this since this has happened, these are the kind of responses or rebuttals that West Brom fans are saying. West Brom fans are saying, "How are we racist? Or this can't be racist? We get we had three, four black players where no other club had black players. We've always had a great history because this is what I'm saying. So these are rebuttals, yeah, that everyone is using for them to say this isn't a racial thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, well. As a club, you can't be a race. Do you know what I mean yes? You play black players. It doesn't mean that your owner didn't want. Do you know what I mean your owner yeah. didn't want him? And I don't. I don't generally believe the owner said let's get rid of him because he's black. Yeah. But I think deep down in his psyche, this isn't the picture you think of as a manager that is going to win things. Yeah. And I, I believe, and I, I know John Barnes spoke about this unconscious bias, and I, this is where it kind of comes into play. But the problem is, is when you have these conversations, it makes people feel uncomfortable. So what they try to do is they try to steer away from the conversation. Yeah. And I feel you need to kind of have the conversation. It's an open, honest conversation. And do you know what I mean, and this is why I'm, I, I welcome this conversation on the pod right now, because I feel it's a conversation and I want people to get involved. I want people to have discussions back in the barbershop. I want people to get involved, use the hashtag, all of that kind of stuff. Because actually, for me, I think it's a conversation that needs to take place. Mm. I agree. I agree, Del. I know you're you're sitting there seething. I can I can I can feel the the, the heat coming from your head at the moment. So spit it out, mate. Let's. What have you got on this? No, I'm not. I'm not seething. It's just um... another day. No, it's it's. There comes a point when you have to say enough's enough. In what way? There are more sack where where you don't call the owners out, and it's not the club in terms of the entity. It's not even the fans, really. Um, but how do you have the nerve to to sack a guy? And if you if you're talking about in football as a whole, he had a win percentage of forty seven percent, forty seven percent. And that's a team that got relegated. He's got a win percentage of 47%. He's only lost 12 games out of the 40 that, 46 that he'd managed. Right? As a full-time manager. Sorry, I should, I should correct myself here. As a full-time manager. 
Now, with that kind of step, you you go into him and you say, and you say you're out for what reason? He'd beaten Norwich. He'd won away at um oh god, what's the other team? Leeds United. I think he beat them three one or four one. This is this is you're not talking about a, a talentless manager here who's got problems. You're not talking about um uh, oh god, Claudio Ranieri at Fulham. Or um, who's that guy at Huddersfield? Uh, Wagner at Huddersfield. Mm, Wagner. This guy had just, just started. He's a young manager. He's been relatively successful. You're in the playoffs. What more can you expect from your team? Because the top two teams have been there in the in the championship and have done it. You've sold off your best players, including your goalkeeper and everything. How how does this guy not deserve a chance? How can you not call it what it is? And because, what's that? Sorry? And what's that? Based on the assumption that what he has no talent. But how can he get talent if you sack him? Mm. So if, I don't want to put it down... A, about his colour is not necessarily about his colour in this instance. It's about, and this is all of football. I mean, we can blame West Brom, but this is all football. Where have they given these guys a chance? With the exception of Chris Hewitt. And that's, and that's shocking to say, because even when he did well at Newcastle, they bombed him out straight away. Yes. Yeah. And people forget that. So this is not West Brom. But this is this is what this is what it kind of reminds me of. It kind of reminds me of I don't know if our listeners or if you guys uh, watch American football, but in American football there was years where they, they said the best position in their team, which is quote, quote unquote the um, quarterback, couldn't be played by a black guy. Mm. And it took years of players trying out and trying and trying to fight the system to say no. They, they're, they're just a talent. It's just a, it's just a position. Anyone could do it as long as they're talented. And I think there's people like Warren Moon. Um, he's a quarterback for Minnesota or the Oilers. I can't remember who he played for, but he actually broke through and became a a, a star franchise name that people then start to change their mindset and be like, oh, black players can play that position. And I, and I sense the same kind of vibe coming from these owners where they're like. We, we we don't we we like black players they're fine but we just don't see black players leading a football club a multi million pound business form of mine I, I just don't see it happening you know what it's not even it's it's not even that it goes back to what happened and even this next generation of managers how they haven't called it out uh, is almost insulting that. Uh, I have to call him by his nickname. I can't help myself. But Fat Frank at Derby, and uh, you've got uh, Stephen Gerrard at Rangers. Yep. How are they better than Solskjaer? Because they have the exact same managerial record as Solskjaer, which is nada. Yeah. And he has to go to League Two to get any recognition. Could could that be then? Could that be then the connections that they have? 
I think it's more than... It's, it's, it's not. It's not connected. Had you not known Shell Campbell? I think it's... Shell Campbell. This comes back down... It's similar to what you said. Okay, look, and I know... You know, I know you talked about... You used the reference about the quarterback, but I remember years ago doing a dissertation about this in university um, for my degree, and the same thing is the same way that they used to... They used to play the same thing in the Premier League or the football, the football league. There was no black centre midfielders. Yeah, because yeah. that wasn't the position. They believed that black players were going to be fast, put them on the wing, put them up front. That was their position. They they said that centre midfielder needed to be a clever, he needed to be someone on the ball, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Then you had players that broke through that. So then you had the Paul Linces, you had all of this. I think Paul Lintz even captured England at one point. You know I mean, all of these kind of things. And then eventually it's now become second nature. It's, it, I mean, I even remember Arsene Wenger having an all black team at one point, minus the goalkeeper. Yeah, I think Lehman was the goalkeeper. Then he had 10 outfield black players. And that, even that at the time was like unheard of. Yeah, where now you can kind of see these things are a little bit more commonplace. There is, there is a major problem in the sense of having black and ethnic minority managers in, the, in, in football in general. Yeah. And you would think that because these, these are ex-pros, you would think they have an easier route there than other people. So, for example, similar to how you got Zidane. Zidane came back. You remember Zidane? I'm not saying he didn't do his coaching badges. Yes, Zidane was an amazing player. Yeah, but automatically, how is you getting the Real Madrid job straight away? Do you see what I'm saying? Like mm. there, there are there are things that you've done. Pep, all of a sudden, Pep's Barcelona. So you can see that there are some people that manage to just they do that transition very easily, and it's not a problem. Yeah, and others, it's a little bit more of a hard time. We talk about, but but, but sorry to um, jump in. It, it cuts across that if you think of uh, Zidane and he got the Real Madrid job, Jean Tigana was yeah. in France. He won the league in France. You know the job he could get? Fulham. 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 And, and he's winning. So that's the bit. That's where there's that problem in football and they're not willing to face up to it. And you know what? It's got to come from. But they don't care. But the, it's got to come from the um, controllers of football. It's got to come from FIFA and from UEFA. To FIFA, them. UEFA, Del. Sorry, mate, but what are they going? They're barely finding fans on on racial abuse from the stands. I tell, you, I tell you why I said FIFA first, though, because at this moment in time, they need every small country that they can get to jump on the gravy train so they can expand their business. So African nations, uh, CONCACAF nations, they have to stick together. And they have to say, listen, I want to see some more managers out there. And and I don't mean you demand it and you'll come up with a Rooney rule, but surely clubs must interview a person of colour See, I, 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 go, I go a step further and think that it, we need to go further than that and it needs to go to the stage similar to American sport where it, it won't change until you have black owners and so so we, we, you need to find the black billionaires out there to buy clubs bring themselves to uh, to, um, to give in to a black owner yeah you'll be waiting for years you'll be waiting for you'll be waiting for that guy from Nigeria uh, was trying for years he's a billionaire allegedly he's been trying for years to buy Arsenal and even they wouldn't give in. 
Liverpool are not going to sell themselves out to a black... To, uh, shit, what are we talking about? Let's find ourselves a black man who's got legit money first. Well, enough legit money that he's going to well, take over the football club. It's, it, well, that's, that's, that's definitely possible. Um, but what I'm saying is... Uh, it, I'm not saying it has to be a big club. Let's not get it right, twisted here. There's clubs out there for sale. To, but it, it's going to take black ownership to change it around. And it may take it may take a while before because obviously they're going to come in and you, you can't really just go in and say I I want to I have to have a black manager that doesn't work like that. But until you get that kind of influence on the system as a whole, it I can't see it changing. Even with a Rooney rule, it would just be another thing, another obstacle. They'll just go round instead of go, um, breaking down the door. They'll just go round the door. I think clubs and players have to face up to it. I think. You know what, Frank, this is the thing, and this is what bugs me. Steven Gerrard and Fat Frank have never mentioned it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. We need. They've just taken their jobs and moved on. Yeah. I think black people as a whole need allies such as um, Lampard and Frank and um, Gerrard to step forward and say, look, yeah, Seoul can do a job. They need they need allies like this. Otherwise, as you said, it's just going to go unhandled. But at the same point, they're just are they more wild about the food that, that, that that's going into their mouth than than the bigger picture? But uh, okay, yeah, I, I worry about just saying, "Oh, we need more black managers." Like, because I'm not going to say just because we need more. You need more. You need what you need is you need consistency and fairness. So yep. in the same way that you can give Lampard a job is that you can give a punt to go and give... Because be realistic, you giving Lampard a derby job was you taking a punt. Yeah? That's mm. you saying, I'm going to try a thing here, isn't it? Like, it might work, it might not. But would you give another manager or another ex-player of colour saying, oh, right, you know what, I'll give that guy a punt as well? Yeah? Mm. How many of us have been... Uh, how many of them are in the top leagues now have good black coaches. I don't know. I mean, I don't. This is what I'm saying. And this is where you, all of these kind of things is where you have to kind of look at it in the sense of. So what you you need it to become a norm. What it is you don't want it to become like okay, he's the only black manager or he's the black. Do you know I mean you need? Uh, it to, have they not gone down this route? Because uh, I'm going to forget his name, but Chris Chris Powell at Charlton, yeah. right? He was a coach before Chris. Hewton did all the coaching and it's only because he locked out in Brighton. I forget, I see before, Paul Lintz got the job at Blackburn. Um, let's not be unfair to all the football, but that was um, an anomaly rather than the norm. But what we're trying to talk about is making it the norm that they can try for this job, not give them the job, yeah. Yeah. but try for the job. And that's what you do not see. You do not see Derby going, you know, what we've spoken to... I mean, some of them have spoken to Sol Campbell and he might be a little bit weird, but, like, there's other black players that you can look at and say, uh, or players of colour that you can look at and say, what about him? Why not get him in as a manager? They don't even look down the avenue. I forgot about Ryan Giggs. The two jobs he's had. One is Manchester United, okay, part-time. The next, he goes to manage his country. Yeah. Like that. Not even thought of. Mm. 
and that's and that's the bit that you don't see happening. You don't see the thought process that they're actually interviewing these guys, um, um, uh, the black players of of that generation who want to become managers. You don't you don't see them getting a look in. That's what they have to change that perception that they can do a job, and that when you do sack them, I mean, okay, Paul Paul Lintz wasn't doing well at Blackburn when he got sacked. There's no point of getting sacked. That doesn't make you a crap manager, does it? it? Just means that situation wasn't good for him. He can't get a job since. Yeah, we've come on. We've look how many the the merry go rounds. The, the the big Sams, all of these, come on, they've been sacked from jobs, t- countless jobs, and they're still getting these big, massive jobs. Yeah, and they, they still, and that's the thing that that's the cycle that you have to break. That it's fair to sack Paul Lintz at, at Blackburn. That's fair enough; he wasn't doing very well. But why can't he get another job? Mm. He being looked at for other roles. So, I mean, Ranieri. I mean, how many bloody clubs has he had? That he's been sacked from. And he still want to get. Thank you. He's got. He's got Roma for his third in the Italian league. He's gone there. I don't understand it. From getting sacked at Leicester, then at Fulham, and then he's gone to a top job there. He got sacked at Leon as well. Uh, not Leon, Nice. Yeah, he got sacked at Nice as well. That's that's the thing that I can't. It's not give people a job, but it's just. It doesn't seem to be the same consistency for uh, a manager of colour in any way. And people are just accepting it as, well, we've always done it that way. Okay. Okay. So, so to round up, we, we want to look at this as not as so much as a handout. No one's looking for a handout in like, oh, give me some food, I'm hungry. More like just allow us to fish in the same pool as anybody else or... Um, you know, change the perception of of, of managers by just letting us manage. Letting I will put another way. I will put another way. Give us the opportunity to showcase our talent. Cream will always rise to the top. To back ourselves. If we don't back ourselves and we fail, then we fail like anybody else. You know what I mean, that's that's all. That's all that they need: the opportunity to succeed. Okay. Well, let's leave on a happy note, guys. You know, we, we, we don't always want to leave on doom and gloom. So it's International Week. I know you guys are tuned in heavily to the international football. <laughs> <laughs> who, 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 how much do you care? Uh, what about this international break now? Yeah, I think this is this is literally. Don't get me wrong. It means that I ain't got Gomez for a bit. But I mean, apart from that, it really, it's just. It just annoys me because I don't have to do fantasy football this week. I don't have to. It just that's it, really. No one cares for right now. Wales are playing Trinidad and Tobago. Apart from the fact it's Trinidad and Tobago, and I think it's. I mean, it's nice for them. No one cares about that game. Okay, Del, how much you care? Uh, I care a little bit less than that. Um, Germany are losing to Serbia at home. Right, big, big whoop. Um, I don't understand this international break. Yeah, that was good of me. Uh, point. The, other, the other thing I don't understand about these international breaks, why is it always two games? That's the bit I don't understand. During the season, it's not for fitness. 
The internationals, the competitive internationals, tend to be towards the end of the season. Why do you need two games now? I don't know if this is comp- competitive or one's competitive, one's a friendly. I think some countries have different. But they need to sort this nonsense out because it bugs me at the beginning of the season because the season doesn't even really get started before they're off on international break. And again, who cares? Like, all of a sudden it's uh, England versus Croatia. First game in qualification for the 2022 World Cup or some nonsense. But you just don't care because you're thinking, oh, the the the, the league is going to get started now. First game at home. You're getting ready to go to the stadium and stuff. You know, it's, it just gets in the way. Yeah. Um, it shouldn't be like that, but it just gets in the way. And I don't understand why international football can't be... You know what? You have some practice games throughout a season, then the competitive stuff is always at the end of the season. Or right, two points in the season. That's it. That's it. It just... it, Yeah. Just don't care. All right. Well, I'll try to leave on a happy note while we still got to miserable ourselves out. But, no, um, no, it's just honesty. Yeah. I mean, what, what international and, and tournament is there this summer? Uh, the, um, the, the, the Nations Cup in the Nations League. Clarify that correctly. Is it the European, is it the European, uh, European Championship? No. no. Is it the World Cup? No. Then no one cares. Then no one cares. I mean, that's, that's being brutally honest. No one cares. Well, yeah, insane. I I forgot we had the African Cup of Nations this year. You know, yeah, that's that's on the like, show. It's, well. it's so mad because you know normally like you had like loads of African players leaving the Premier League, so the Premier League. Yeah. No, they moved to the summer. Yeah, yeah, they've moved it to the summer. I don't know if it's this summer or next, but they've moved the African Nations Cup to the summer. Everybody's playing in the summer, so everybody's going to be knackered there before the beginning of the season. Yeah, international football needs to do a lot of stuff because apart from major tournaments, at which point it's really, really easy to qualify for major tournaments. So, like, you almost should just get rid of the qualifying process period and just put them in the tournament because mm-hmm. you're you're expanding it so big that everyone can be in it anyway. Yeah, so that's what I was going to get to. So, would, would they just make it an in, invite-only thing? You invite 40 nations, they come in, all the smaller nations that want to come in that cut, that not on the invite, they play a little tournament between themselves and they get the final spot. Yeah, because I literally... That way, you get to save the legs of the players, but then I guess the the um, um, people like the FA won't be able to pay for their stadiums and blah de blah How do they get that money from that? I guess that'll me, be there. Yeah, that, that's what it's... It swings around about. So every, every year or every other year, they have a new kind of fandangle that they're going to do to kind of reinvigorate European football. And if I remember rightly, a couple of seasons ago, they tried to have, like, I don't know, a, a Four Nations Cup with, like, England playing Scotland, Ireland and Wales and all this kind of stuff. And that was supposed to be the thing that they do all the time. That's fallen by the wayside. Like, I just feel like it's just, it's a bit blur kind of thing. I feel like there's so much money in league football, whether it be the Premier League, La Liga, the Champions League, all of that. Everyone is really so tuned into that. So I think from the international football bar, if you come from a really small nation and you have an opportunity to play against big teams, for everyone else, it's just an inconvenience. Mm. Okay. 
Okay. Well, hopefully when we're back on next week, it'll be back to, well, we will focusing back onto the Premier League and its return and we'll be out of the international break. So I can't wait to see you guys again next week and um, hopefully pick up some great conversation then. So again, thanks for t- tuning in, guys. For all those listening, don't forget, follow us on our social media platforms and um, we'll be back again next week. So, Nate, thank you. No worries. See you later. Del, Del, thank you. No problem. Catch you later. And that's me out. Peace. And we're done for another week. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week, providing you with the latest news in football. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And we'll be back providing you with great content.